today we've achieved a milestone. I read a statistic the other day that indicated that 85% of new podcasts never make it past episode 10. Strike up the band and bring on the cupcakes, y'all. We've made it to episode 11. Yay! And thank you. I certainly couldn't do this without you, so thanks for hanging around. I've consulted with my new technical producer, also known as my 17-year-old tech genius son, and he assures me that we have now ordered all the appropriate gears and gadgets to produce a better quality show with better sound, cleaner and crisper, and hopefully with a little more ease. So here we go. Brighter things are on the horizon. I'm looking forward to great topics of discussion for our future episodes as he provides the expertise, much needed expertise, and I provide the credit card. It's a mutually beneficial relationship, you see? So (laughs) say hi to Gray, everyone. I was reminiscing this week about the joys of shopping in independent scrapbook shops and the many ways in which that has changed in the last few years. Now, when I say independent scrapbook shops, I'm referring to a brick-and-mortar retailer store that aren't part of a chain. They are usually owned by someone or a team of someone who are passionate about scrapbooking and who at some point decided to turn their hobby into a business. I'm talking about a place that sells a variety of paper crafting supplies, as well as scrapbooking experiences such as classes and crops. These things they sell directly to the consumer in their community. So let's get into it. What makes a scrapbook store awesome? This is episode 11 of 10 Minutes in Scrapbooking. This is going to be a two-part episode Because as you might have guessed, I have a lot to say about scrapbook stores. But first, a story. The very first scrapbook store I ever had the pleasure of visiting was a small shop located in a refurbished farmhouse in White House, Tennessee. It was called The Scrapbook Store, and it was opened and owned by the marvelous artist Rebecca Sauer. The year was, I think, 1998 but it may have been 1999. At the point in time, Rebecca had just found modern scrapbooking and was not yet a recognized name in our scrappy community. She was, however, a lovely shopkeeper, and her passion for beautiful pages showed in everything she did in her store. I remember vividly that quickening heartbeat and that feeling of This is a place where my people are that kind of descended on me every time I walked in the door of the store. It was one of the most magical places I've ever been. The scrapbook store was about 45 minutes from my house on the west side of Nashville, but during the few years that the store was open, I made that trek as often as I possibly could. I took in a few lettering classes, and it would later be... Rebecca's idea books, Scrapbooking Life's Little Moments and Scrapbooking Life's Little Treasures, both published by Creating Keepsakes, that really taught me to see beyond the obvious 
and to record the stories of meaning in the pages of my scrapbook. It was this influence of her process that transformed my pages from being made with a kind of singular reporter's voice and the just the facts attitude to including the unique and the unseen stories in a personal voice and one with emotion and presence. In essence, I think she gave me permission to be part of my own pages. And that was a monumental thing in my process. The imprint of the scrapbook store remains to this day because some of the papers and techniques that I discovered while shopping there are among my timeless favorites. So once I had discovered the loveliness that was the scrapbook store, it became an ongoing life mission of sorts to seek out scrapbook stores all across the states of Tennessee and Kentucky and pretty much anywhere I got to travel. I became a cheerleader for the independent scrapbook retailer and that really hasn't changed from that day to this. While the number of our scrapbook and paper crafting retailers has certainly decreased in recent years, something that I mourn deeply, I still make it a mission to support the local stores as often as possible. In the early part of the 2000s, there were several hundred scrapbook retailers dotting the landscape of the United States and Canada and other parts of the world. At one point, Tennessee that I called home was home to 23 scrapbook stores. My, those were the days, weren't they? Now that we live in Texas and times have changed, changed and adjusted, the nearest independent scrapbook retailer is located 99 miles from my house. I'm pretty intentional about planning my trips to that area and being sure to include time to stop and shop there whenever it's possible. I get there about six to eight times a year and it is a complete joy to do so. Texas still has about six other paper crafting establishments that I try to get to as often as I can. Each is unique and everyone offers a variety of options and experiences for scrapbookers and paper crafters of all kinds. When I visit a scrapbook store, there are a few things that really turn me on and make me want to be a good customer. The first thing I'm looking for in a great scrapbook store is, I bet you can guess, paper. All the paper. For me, this hobby begins and ends with paper, cardstock, and pattern paper. Bonus points if the store stocks a magnificent basil wall of greatness. Is there really anything more breathtaking than 300 shades of stacked up basil paper in the basil wall of greatness? I rarely ever build a scrapbook page without a cardstock base, so basil is important to me and has always been the cream of the crop in 12 by 12 cardstock offerings. Side note, I recently located, somewhat out of frustration, a company that sells basil swatch books to the home consumer and also sells single color paper packs of good basil. It's so nice to be able to look at a sample of the actual paper when deciding what to order and to not be disappointed when what I thought looked blue on the computer screen actually turns out to have been purple in real life. 
ask me how I know this. <laughs> but wait, when I visit a scrapbook store, I'm drawn to the paper. I'll just get a few sheets. Huh. I'll just spend a few dollars. It won't be much, just a few sheets. Paper is my gateway drug, you see? <laughs> oh, look, there's the new release of Simple Stories' new fall line. I'll just get this one print. Okay, maybe two sheets of the B-side patterns? Oh, heck, I'm going to need the whole pack. That's how it happens, right? The second thing I look for in an awesome scrapbook store is a respectable display of scrapbook albums and matching corresponding page protectors. I'm looking for options and sizes when it comes to albums. I realize that a generously stocked display of scrapbook albums is going to be a significant budget investment, but I believe that nothing says we are a serious scrapbook store more than offering a beautiful display of albums. I know, albums are a serious purchase, and I find it kind of reassuring that a store understands that my album choice is key to my continual love of this hobby. I'm probably not going to continue to invest my time, effort, and crafty dollars into a hobby if I don't have a safe and sturdy, attractive home for my pages. Albums are not the place where I consider it appropriate to go cheap. The album is the resting place, the long-term care facility of my pages. A poor quality album just leads to disappointment, and no one needs paper crafting disappointment, right? I look for an album that makes a good home and can stand up to the rigors of enjoyment and looks good on the shelf, too. I think it behooves a great scrapbook store to encourage the sale and use of quality scrapbook albums, not only because it's good for sales, but also because there are few feelings greater than a crafter who's found the joy of not only completing a page, but also the accomplishment that comes with sliding a completed page into a page protector and placing it in a pretty album. That sigh of relief that accompanies this stage of crafting is monumental and almost incomparable to any other stage in the game. It's kind of a euphoria, and I bet you know what I'm talking about. Side note, please, please, please know what page protectors work in what albums and which brands are interchangeable and stock them accordingly. A cross-reference chart is a super handy tool. Bonus points, if you have a few albums of completed pages in your store that are various sizes and styles on display that I can see in action. We're going to take a pause here for just a moment. Thanks for joining me for episode 11 of 10 Minutes in Scrapbooking. We will continue the list of things that make a scrapbook store awesome in episode 12. Stay tuned. <music>